What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Loki Episode 5 Spoiler Review here on the SEN Network. I am the Swaggy Blood Winston A. Marshall, joined as always by Burke Bain himself, Mr. Dwayne Burke. What's up, Dwayne? How you doing, man? Dude, this episode <laughs> blew my mind. It blew yeah. my mind. I'm... I mean... Look, we all out here doing our illusions, man. You know, I mean, classic, classic Loki doing doing the hotness that even I'm out here talking about. Oh, it's all green, baby. What you know about <laughs> it? <laughs> oh man, no, this was this was phenomenal. You know, obviously I had to throw up my Asgard today. Um, this was wild, man. This 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 is further proving that this is the Disney show, uh, the Disney Plus show uh to to reckon with uh it's not to take anything away from captain america and the winter soldier anything from wandavision but this is this is on some other level ish including the further exploration of uh you know uh personal uh self-discovery and things like that you know and and here we are man i i i just initial thoughts um I love the interaction of the Lokis. I love even in the conversation of, again, like, is this what we are? We're like, no, we don't die. We just survive. That's all we do. We literally run around here and just don't die. That's that's pretty much everything that happens. And how even in that moment, what our Loki that, we're, we, that we walked into this with, his way of life and what he's sort of done this personal transformation spreads to the other Lokis that he gets to spend time with. Um, what, are, what are you thinking watching this episode, man? It, I mean, I, I want to like immediately just dive into all of the like information that we received that, okay, like we, we haven't even because there was so much in this episode. Like, aside from the Easter eggs, there were, yeah. you know, we had, you know, Throg, we had, um, the Thanos copter, we had the red, like one of the Red Skull planes. Um, Ronin's ship was in was seen in the background. Yeah. Yep. Um, all of these like massive events that have happened throughout the MCU with little like Easter or just eggs throughout Marvel. Honestly, at this point, you had well, you yeah, had the MCU even yeah, stuff, but yeah, even throughout Marvel. But like for for me, one of the there's there's a couple big ones, and I think as as we can kind of go through them in order through the episode. But the first one is what I assumed was. Stark Tower last week uh, was in actuality uh, Kang Tower, which mm-hmm. is oh, Chronopolis. Yeah, no, 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 it's not from Chronopolis. So there's a there's a period in time where Kang becomes stranded in the 21st century right. and he takes on a uh, pseudonym. I forget what it is. It's like Mr. Griffin or something like that. But okay. He creates a company called Kang. It's spelled Q-E-N-G. And then buys Stark Tower from Tony Stark. Got it. How did you maybe and maybe I just missed that uh that that particular because I when I was like looking more into my uh Eliath uh research and stuff like that, because I had heard of the character before, mm-hmm. but I needed like a refresher fully on what it was. The main thing they always bring up is that Eliath comes up and destroys Chronopolis, and all of a sudden Kang's like, This dude got go. <laughs> like, you know, so I that's why I thought maybe that's what that was. But but tell me more about about this Kang Tower, bro. I mean that that's basically the gist of it is it is 
he he gets stranded in the 21st century. It's just another version of Kang that's doing his own thing on the timeline. Um, but the next the next like like Easter egg thing that I think is probably going to be more important than we realize is the gigantic yellow jacket helmet. Yeah, I saw that, too. As as we you know as we oh, saw that does I see it that does definitely say Kang on dude yeah how did I miss that that the problem was there was a lot of these that popped in that were very fast and very small um, and if you're not really really looking hard for it um, you could miss a lot of stuff you know yeah. so yeah 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 um but that that yellow jacket helmet I mean we never found out what happened to yellow jacket. All, all that we right. know is he shrunk in like into infinity, possibly. I mean, yes. I, and it kind of looked like his limbs, though, were being shrunk into each other. You know, like. But that's what I'm saying. Wasn't at a rate that? Yeah. Is it? Is it? We know what happens when someone goes into the quantum realm, and like maybe he came out in a you know in limbo. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you honestly, you honestly, you know, that, that's a very know, good point. We're not, never, we're not quite sure. Um, but then uh, I think after that is when we saw the Thanos copter, which is a if you haven't read that story, uh, I believe it's from uh, I believe it's called Thanos and Thanos and the cat, I think is what the actual ti- title yeah. of the storyline. But it's when it's, it's a story when Hellcat steals the uh, cosmic cube and Thanos is trying to get it. <laughs> Um, it, it's a r- absolutely ridiculous story, but it's it's a good read. It, it is, but also just if you go and look up the old school imagery of the Thanos copter, y'all, it's like the funniest thing in the entire world because it's literally exactly what you just saw. It's Thanos, the Mad Titan, in literally a yellow helicopter with his name and shaking his fist because he's mad that he didn't get the cosmic cube. Yep. <laughs> Dude, the idea of Thanos running away in a helicopter with his name on it is the most like 50s, 60s, like comic book ish well, I've ever seen. And and even that the that that run ends with Thanos in handcuffs being arrested. <laughs> and you're like, really? That would never exactly. happen. No, it would never, it would never, never, um, ever, ever, ever happen. But it reminds me a lot of even when you have like you know, uh, Squirrel Girl references and like how she essentially has beat some of the craziest big bads in Marvel. Yeah. And you're just like, Squirrel Girl? Really? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing. Thanos in handcuffs? Are you sure about that? Like, you know what I mean? So, um, absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's jump right at the beginning of this. Obviously, um, I, I believe tr- uh, truly in the same way that some of the post credit scenes we've seen in the past. So, like, um the end of uh, uh what's not civil war of age of ultron i want to say where you have um no ant-man ant-man where you have uh uh falcon and and steve being like we found him and they kind of cut to them looking for bucky type situation you had another one mm-hmm. of those post-credit scenes where clearly that we essentially got the same thing as we opened up uh obviously slightly tweaked dialogue and stuff like that i still believe they did that just to make sure that they weren't going to lose any viewers from last week to this week yeah um 
which is fine knowing by the time we got here and knowing that I don't, I don't hate why they did that. Uh, but we immediately get him interacting with these four Lokis, uh, you know, classic Loki, kid Loki, boast, uh, boasting Loki. And then of course, crocodile Loki, which I'm not gonna lie, kind of became my favorite out of all of them, bro. Like he has some serious attitude problems. The CGI of his eye rolls are killing me. <laughs> the fact that when we meet later, you know, President Loki, and he just straight up bit his arm. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I, so I, I still don't particularly like last week's post credit scene. I, hmm. I almost wish that last week's post credit scene had been like five seconds and it was that five seconds of president loki when he goes what did you expect if that had been the post like i would have been because i would have been wondering like okay is that our loki is that a different loki like what's going on with this loki that looks exactly like tom hiddleston right like i would have loved that as a post-credit scene but this is not what we got and you know i i digress we got what we got and it opens up with you know, Loki asking the three the three questions, where am I? Uh or no, like what is it? Where am I? What's going on? Who are you? I think is the yeah. the yeah, order yeah, that he yeah, asked exactly. him in. Exactly. Yes, um, exactly. And then And I well and, and I mean and then right away they're like, uh, you're in the void. The pruning doesn't really exist. I mean it does, but they can't yeah. actually destroy matter. They're, the TVA has a problem destroying matter. So they sent uh, you know, they sent you to a whole nother dimension that essentially cannot make any sort of branches. It cannot mess with the timeline because it's in this off like kind of limbo-esque area. And so what we also learn about is they're like, well, there's this cloud thing like that. That looks kind of weird. It's like, oh yeah, that's life. You don't mess with the life. The life is what is their cleanup. Essentially it's their, you know, garbage compactor, you know, that's coming through and ruining things. And the main way that we see with the life is as later on we get like a human ship and that you know they're they're firing uh they're firing on a life and nothing happens um it essentially is a tent for those that don't know it's a temporal monster um and so it kills you by just essentially aging the absolute hell out of you instantly uh to the point of whatever your ultimate demise is and the further proof we get of that other than seeing what the ship looks like after it gets hit by it is that you know spoiler alert though this whole episode review is um when classic loki does sacrifice himself all that's left is his helmet it's the only thing that actually survives and it's rusted it starts to rust over so you 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 know that that's how a life actually gets you as it's aging the hell out of you um but immediately they're like, look, if you want to survive, we got to roll. And I think probably the biggest shocker to me, and I, I, I'm not entirely sure just because I'm not super familiar with Kid Loki other than knowing him with the Young Avengers, um, is that he's the one in charge out of this group because he's the only one that's actually killed Thor. He's killed his Thor and his and his timeline. And my mind was just like, bruh what kind of savage is this kid? And especially when later he's like drinking a high C and like, <laughs> you know what well, I'm saying? Like he just. What's, what's really funny is a going uh, like a common theme throughout the episode or throughout the series, the things that they drink are things that don't exist anymore. Yes. So that, yes. yeah. So the high C that he was drinking it like is the old uh, ecto cooler Version yes. of IC that is not in production anymore. 
uh, which when you look back at like all of the things that Mobius drinks, Mobius drinks a bunch of like soda that doesn't exist anymore. See, I never caught, I didn't catch that with Mobius. I just immediately caught the high C and I was like, bro, I haven't seen one of those since the nineties. That's, that's wild yeah. that they did that. But that makes sense if they're trying to, you know, say, you know, that's kind of dead off in the timeline and that's where stuff ends up now. Like, you know, I'm here for it, but, um, you know, I, some of the Easter eggs we catch on the way to the, these four Loki's like main base. Uh, obviously you mentioned it before the Thanos copter. Uh, we see, uh, we finally see frog, uh, or uh, sorry, a throg. Uh, we've been waiting for it for a while. What killed me and most of the people were tweeting about this. So wait a minute. Throg who is an actual frog size, has a full-size mule there, and he's trying so desperately <laughs> to jump through this jar to get to yeah. it. Oh, my God, dude. That was probably the... Because I'm now I'm just trying to imagine this frog trying to wield it. You know what I'm saying? Which is yeah. hilarious in and of itself. Well, what, I, what I'm wondering is, why can't he summon Mjolnir through the, the glass through the glass <laughs> it might you know what i mean that's the whole thing the fact that the lokis are in charge of maybe they put them in some sort of glass that you know the telepathic Possibly. connection isn't there you know that's a very real possibility but i was thinking the same thing it was very funny they kept trying to just jump at it and it wasn't working um so we saw that we get into here and we start to have this conversation and boastful loki's going on and on about like and after i killed captain american iron man then i you know took the all six of those myself they're like, so that's how you got here, right? Because you just won. You won and then you got pruned. That's how that worked. And he was like, bitch, shut up. What about your ass? And he was like, well, classic Loki tells his tale of how when it was time for him to get his neck snapped, that he actually did an illusion so well, not one to try and stab Thanos. He did one so well that he turned himself to an inanimate object and then just hid and then ran away forever in, sol in solitude. And it's What's so funny is hearing all these different Lokis. Again, we've gotten this idea that Lokis are failures, that you know the only thing that they're there to do is to make other people great, but they're a footnote to everybody else's you know uh, storyline. And so the fact that this Loki is like the supreme coward and literally put himself in isolation for all that time just so he could survive um, was just so interesting because then the turn of being around our Loki and seeing that he's standing for something and him talking about Sylvie and seeing him, seeing Loki and Sylvie connect like that and genuinely go to try and solve this problem, even to get Mobius of the TVA to, to get it and be like, we gotta solve this problem, inspired classic Loki himself to prove that he can change and that he can fulfill his glorious purpose, which is even his last line as he builds probably the greatest illusion we've ever seen uh, out of a Loki. And what a lot of people were talking about, how the fact that Loki in the MCU has been kind of nerfed. Like he's actually very physically strong and his magic is insane. And yeah. so to actually see him to be able to create an entire Asgard um, that was strong enough to get Elias' attention, like just goes to show, it was so cool to see how powerful they really, really are. Well, the something that you kind of touched on that I like, I really, really liked seeing so many Lokis together was you got to see, like each variant had a dominant trait of Loki. Mm -hmm. Like Loki is incredibly, as we've seen him so far through the MCU, incredibly 
boastful. He mm -hmm. has his cowardly moments. He is incredibly ruthless and probably is capable of killing Thor. You know, he 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 has all of these different qualities that like each single variant of Loki seems to highlight one particular point of his personality. So what is what is what is alligator Loki's main main trait? Is his, it just his like it's rage, his temper? I was gonna say his his attitude, the way that like Loki mm. has those like sarcastic moments. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Cause you know, the I, I think I'll take that drink now is like a perfect example of, of that. Yeah. Well then them even pouring the wine into his mouth because he's like, yeah. he can't he can't do it himself. So he just <laughs> just like hissing at them constantly, bro. Um no, I completely, I completely agree with that. So um, we get the introduction of President Loki, who has gotten essentially an army. Because those aren't other Lokis. That that looks like that's just like an army of like barbarians or Vikings or something like that, right? I think they are Lokis. Because you think those are all Lokis that just yeah, if you if okay. you if you look at one of them, it's the one that has the sunglasses and he's got like a like a beard. Mm -hmm. We were shown him earlier as one of the Lokis that got pruned. When Mobius, we? yeah, when Mobius shows Loki in the first episode, the other variants uh, that have been pruned, uh, he's he uh, is one of he's one of uh, he's in the list of of he's I think he's the second or third one. Right, right, right. Well, because the, the the ones that stuck out to me was were obviously Hulk Loki, which was like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but hold on, let me see. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna it's, pull up the. It's the one that the looks kind of like a like a hippie. He looks kind of like a hippie. Okay. But but you also see a few of them start like throwing Loki's green magic. So that that also, um, right. I think. Well, yeah, no, I think you're right because looking at it, most of them have some version of the horns. Like one has this weird motorcycle helmet yeah that but the horns go in like a we in like handlebars they go in like a bicycle handlebars another one um i like i see one that looks like kind of a mad max loki one has like elk horns so i think you're right actually um because i think that also is why they all turned because yeah that's that's like what it, you know like you said what did you expect like <laughs> why why did President Loki think that the other Lokis weren't going to turn on him. I don't know. At some point or another. Exactly. Which even <laughs> then gets further into, um, which even gets into further uh, uh, Sylvie asking. So once we have this really sweet moment with them, they're finally reunited. And let's talk about Sylvie for a second. You know, she's still there. She's pissed off at Ravona. Ravona tries to pull a fast one on her and be like, yeah, let's do this together, girl. Like, We'll get this, the void spaceship and we'll we'll use that to go past it and find them. And she's like, nah, you stalling. You clearly are talking to Miss Minutes to stall. So like she goes, she's able to hide before the guards get there. And she realizes the only way I'm going to be able to get to them. And I got to be able to save Loki. She had pickpocketed uh, the, the the temp pad was to just prune herself, was to, to, to figure that that was the way to, because you know she had been warned. Oh, he's not dead. If you really want to go find him, et cetera, et cetera. So she gets there. She meets Mobius. Her and Mobius really get a chance to kind of sort their differences out, and they both realize, you know what, Loki is a true friend of us. Because remember, Mobius had come around right before he got pruned beforehand. Um, 
And once they actually find Loki, I don't know why I immediately thought they were just going to run up and be like, yes, and like just immediately come together. <laughs> but obviously it's like, a, hey, sup, girl? Glad you're alive. Glad you're here. We got to get through this thing. And the fact that like our Loki's idea is we're just going to kill Elias and that'll do it. She's like, why is that always you just destroy everything? <laughs> I'm going to enchant it. He's like, you're not going to enchant a cloud. How are you going to do yeah. that? He's like, nah, we go enchant it. Yeah. Like, trust me, we go enchant it. It'll what, work. I sort of had a link to it. What that reminded me of is when, when we were kids and you did something stupid and they had to call your mom and your yep. mom showed up and there's you <laughs> and all, and all your little friends sitting on the curb. And she's like, that's that's what you and and you idiots went along with it and you you idiots went along with it and you i know your mama you telling me that you your ass thought that was okay like that's exactly what it that's exactly what it felt like is is that moment when your mom shows up and you're like man i I gotta i gotta tell her that i i really thought that this was a good idea this is a good plan (laughs) this is a good plan Oh, man. Well, we we end up in a situation where the two of them reunite. And I think probably one of the best moments was watching Sylvie and Loki have another one of those moments. Because essentially, you know, before Loki almost got out that he's in love with her, but he didn't. And they don't quite just serve it up on a platter, but they do have this sweet moment where like they're kind of cold. Loki makes a blanket for himself. He offers to make one for her. He ultimately makes it big enough for them to share and even in that, they're still, you know, ribbing each other, being like, what is this made of, of curtains? It's like, no, it's a blanket. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's not very <laughs> snuggly. And she's just like, but like, thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like this, yeah. that, that same kind of antagonistic, like, it reminds me a lot of uh, like Han and Leia, where it's like, yeah. clearly they really care about each other, but because of their personalities, they're meant to headbutt. They're meant to work at some times, they're meant to headbutt at others. Um, but once again, even the, this talk of, of, of like, you know, the classic Loki's like, we're the God of outcasts. That's really what we are. But then this conversation of like, no, we, we have the ability to change. We have the ability to once again, be better than what we were to, to grow, to evolve, to, to genuinely live out our own glorious purpose, which ultimately leads to her encouraging Loki, Sylvie encouraging Loki being like, you know how to enchant, you're me which means you know how to do this. So we're going to do this and we'll do it together. And it literally takes the power of both of them to pull it off. It takes the power of technically three of them because it takes uh, classic Loki to distract while, they, while they're able to enchant it, but it ends up working. Um, now, are you familiar with what that building is that shows up in the middle of Elias, uh, I guess, stomach when it, when it gets enchanted? So I have a few ideas because we don't actually they don't they haven't gotten there yet so we don't actually know what it what it is mm-hmm. um but i do have a few ideas but before we get to that i do want to note uh one of the the comic book references that i've referenced a few times um over the past few weeks uh heavily is touched on with the lines um from classic loki loki as well as a Loki that we're more familiar with talking about the, we can change, we can be good. And then also ties into kid Loki. And that's uh Loki agent of Asgard, which is the story that I, I talked about. I think it was last week where older Loki um, basically creates a new version of himself, which is kid Loki and tries to make that 
kid loki the most evil version of himself and that kid loki eventually turns uh becomes a force for good could possibly join the young avengers becomes an agent i mean but that's the sword is from that comic book run and is also the way that he wears it is a reference to the cover of loki of asgard he wears it on his back i'm assuming the fact that it's a flaming sword also is is part of that too yes yes it is it's called the sword of sigurd which is which is basically it becomes loki's millionaire got it okay well i'm here for man i mean yeah no that's that's pretty that's pretty incredible um that we're getting all of this kind of tipped one way or the other you know but but getting back to your original question the house on the hill if you if you will that's, um, a, that's a good way to describe it i i don't think that we are going to see kang as kang in in this at any way shape or form i i think i don't even know if we're going to see a mortis i think who we're going to see is he who remains who is the final director of the TVA because he creates the TVA when he reaches the end of time and realizes he's the only one left. Mm-hmm. Um, so he then creates the timekeepers who then create the TVA who then are um, charged with um, protecting time. It, it's this whole like cyclical, like right. time theory story, but right. With something that, that, else that we saw shortly before the Eliath uh, confrontation, we see a three-sided head, which is, I believe, a reference to the Living Tribunal, who is a yes, yes, character like a a. Where did we see the head though? I don't remember seeing it's that. it's in the it's like in the field, it, it's it's like super quick, but it's a three-sided head that is like in a passing tracking shot. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very familiar um, with the the Living Tribunal, but I just I just didn't remember seeing them. But just, for yeah, anyone who isn't familiar with the Living Tribunal, the Living Tribunal is a galactic power that oversaw and judged the multiverse. So in this timeline, in order to have a single timeline, you would have to kill the protector of the multiverse or get rid of them in some way, shape, or form. So that that I think is a nod to that as well. Um, but I, I, I definitely think that we're going to see he who remains. And I think that what we saw. So you have to like pause it and look at it. You see the 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 house on the hill or whatever you want to call it. But then you see this like silver strand that looks kind of like the horizon in the background. Yes. I think that's the sacred timeline. You think the house is sitting just, it's almost like a house off the side of the highway. Yes. And it is outside of the sacred timeline. And basically if, hold on, let me erase what's on this whiteboard. Basically what we've got is we've got the void, Eliath protecting the void. Then we've got, the house overseeing the sacred timeline. And then we've got the sacred timeline. Mm -hmm. So it's like that. And anyone who gets pruned 
gets shot over here and they can't get out because of Eliath. But if you do get out, there's still this protector in between you and getting back to the sacred timeline. So you're kind of you're kind of describing almost like a, a soul type situation where like you had the kind of highway thing taking you off the heaven area, but you also have like the 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 little souls being made that then can go through the gate sort of. Uh, I actually closer to what I'm describing is what Eliath is in the comics. So okay. in the comics, Eliath has everything from 2000 B.C. And prior in the timeline, he right. owns all of that. Kang right. owns everything from 2000 BC on. Right. And Kang basically created a barrier in time that Eliath can't come any further in time than 2000 BC. That's okay. as far in any timeline, no matter what timeline he, he's in. That's as far right. forward in time as Eliath can go. And Kang can't go any further back. Right. Um, so, and there's a whole complicated reason. There's another being called Tempest that is part of that whole equation. That's right. an agent of Amortis that it, it's it's this whole super convoluted like thing that I could explain if someone really wanted me to. But it would take a while. But right. I, I think that's kind of what we've got is. I think the vo the void is the previous timeline before the timekeepers arrive. They are kind of the barrier between all of the multiverses and the sacred timeline. I I don't think the multiverse was necessarily destroyed. I think someone just separated the sacred timeline from the rest of the multiverse. I can using see that. And they used Elioth to do it. I could see that, which is funny because I also feel like there's you are now getting a situation where multiple entities are cracking that. I mean, we obviously saw that Wanda's doing it with the Darkhold, and that's something that she's looking because she's trying to find her boys and rip them one way or the other. And now obviously everything that's happening with the TVA and Loki is doing it from another angle. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. that. I think what we're going to ultimately find out that the events of Loki are kind of, even though it is in time, so that means it could kind of happen whenever, are kind of happening simultaneously. And that's where we're going to end up with the, this said multiverses. All of this is just going to collide and kind of combust out where we end up with our multiverse going from there. Well, there's there's that. And there's also so there's an another storyline in the comics involving Kang where he actually on purpose weakens the barrier that's holding back Eliath and lets Eliath through in order to start causing chaos in the multiverse for the Congress of Realities, which is basically the governing body that governs right. all of the multiverses right, right, so that right. he can take over. And I think when we finally do get Kang, we're going to see that this Loki's path was kind of guided by Kang in order to allow him to start achieving his his goals and i think that the the hole that they created when they enchanted Eliath, that is going to be kind of the catalyst for the multiverse to start creeping back through to the sacred timeline oh 
I actually don't hate that theory, man. But I all I'll say is there's so much going on <laughs> yeah. that it's kind of hard to keep track of all that. So the last thing we'll kind of touch on, man, you know, we've got obviously all these Lokis. We have the big sacrifice from classic Loki, which a lot of people I'm seeing were shedding tears because he spent, again, his final illusion was his home. Enough that he even put lightning in there, which you know was like kind of a nod to his brother and everything as well. Um, what was that moment doing for you? Because I know that it definitely, it was very similar to that moment when when Loki and Selby kind of made that connection with each other, where you're once again seeing this character that we're supposed to be told is completely bad and is always a loser. And just like, you know, Cap was able to say, Cap and Iron Man said to each other, obviously being manipulated uh, by Wanda at the time, or not by Wanda, by the staff uh, in the first Avengers. Um, you know, everything special about you came out of a bottle and we find that that's not true about Steve. He's able to wield Mjolnir, meaning he's worthy. And that, Steve, and that uh, Tony would never make the sacrifice play and he makes the ultimate sacrifice. He does twice. I mean, he does an Avengers, he happens to survive, but he does it for real, for real in Endgame. Um, we're seeing the same thing. The God of Outcasts, the ultimate loser, all that kind of stuff, the cowards, that we saw a complete transformation, which once again, if all Lokis are Lokis, that means that they all have that. They all have that capacity to love. They all have that capacity to be strong. They all have that capacity to, to sacrifice themselves. And it really kind of rang home to everything we've been building up knowing that even though it's a different character, it's the same person. So, uh, you know, what were you feeling about that moment, man? So I, f first I'll, t I'll tell you how I reacted to the, the moment. And then I've, I've got kind of a diatribe on the importance of, of Loki as a character. But so during, during this particular moment, I went full black person in the movie theater I, let's go i, I was let's like go! exactly let's i was go! exactly i was like you damn right cast your illusions let's go loki let's go boy I, like I, I i was so i was so hyped in that moment for a character that we had only spent 40 minutes with right but i and this is where i'll get into why i think loki is such an important character for this entire series we've basically gotten a cathartic therapy session. Yeah. All of the things that we feel and we see in Loki are things that we see and feel about ourselves. Like when I'm, I'm sure you felt this as an actor, like, yo, why am I got not getting these parts? Am I just, you know, the, 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 meter for them to find the person that they actually are looking for like right. yo what is up with this why do i keep right. not getting my shot you know and right. like i i felt that in sports like i played on a semi-professional soccer team where multiple other people were drafted and i was like yo am i just like am i good enough to just get them good enough Right. You know, right, like, right, 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 right. I think we have all felt that in our in in ourselves. And it's a realization that we have to come to. And it's something that I think Loki will eventually come to is you just got to be you and love you. And then the rest of it will just work itself out. 
dude, I can't say anything more beautiful to that moment. Um, if you had to rate this episode, man, what are you giving it? I mean, I know we both gave high praises of a five of last week's episode. Um, I would say for myself, I probably got to do the same thing here and give it a five. I think these two episodes are even more so in tandem than I, I still think episode three, like in retrospect, did help boost all of this along and put us in this position that we needed it to be. But these two episodes in particular, when you talk about not only character growth, but like how much action we're seeing and stuff like that, I think they just go perfectly hand in hand. What about you? Uh, I also have to give this one another five out of five, which I'm I'm nervous for next week because we've both been critical of Marvel for this dropping the ball you know right but right the 11th before, hour. they they're doing that oh i forget who it was that running for the touchdown and he fumbles on the goal line <laughs> yeah well it's, 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 it's like the it's problem happened, is it's happened yeah it's happened, it's happened to multiple players <laughs> yeah but but that's what they've it's felt like they've done is they're doing their you know they're doing their heisman showboating and then they they fumble on the goal line and it's yeah get across the goal line and i i think if any show if any piece of media that they've put out has the potential to get across the goal line successfully, a hundred percent, no show or movie has been set up as well as Loki has to stick the landing. So fingers crossed that next week we get another five out of five. And this ends on the high note that it can. Yeah. Um, but right now Loki is hands down the, the, the standout of the new age of of marvel for sure a thousand percent um well with that we want to know what you think tell us in the comments what you thought about the episode what are some of your highlights what are you expecting for this final episode now again we will be talking about this next week whether we do this in a solo review or we are fully in studio uh we'll get to find out we'll know very shortly uh, but we want to thank each and every one of you for joining Dwayne and I again for another one of our uh, review breakdowns of the series of Loki. Uh, we're again here every single week, whether here or in the, the full blown show. So with that, go forth, be geeky, do your thing. We'll see you all next time. Peace.